<laughs> Should we just start from? Let's take it from <laughs> the top. Start from the beginning. Literary blood sport. So many, so many, so many damn books. Woo! Hello, new listeners and old listeners alike. Any, any age, really. <laughs> I'm Drew. I'm Christopher. And this is So, so Many, many damn, damn Books. Um, welcome to the damn library. Here we are. It's, it's beautiful weather. Spring has sprung. And the rooster... She crows. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, no. He crows. Yeah, by by definition, <laughs> yeah. it's a gendered it's a gendered beast. Uh, it is. But anyway, whatever gender it might associate with, regardless of its biological makeup, it's crowing. Yeah, it is. Nice. Thanks. I'm gonna tell y'all what I made for me and Drew to drink. Yeah, it's a lo- it's a lovely, refreshing beverage. I'm glad. So there was a cocktail in the 90s uh, called the Fitzgerald, and um, I took the basic ingredients and put some other things in it instead. So I'm calling it the F. Scott. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, elderflower syrup. I got mine from Ikea. Uh, Those crafty Swedes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, some uh, lemon juice. Uh, we're using Brooklyn gin again. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Brooklyn Gin people. It's fantastic. And uh, and I'm using some honey orange bitters. And uh, I just shook that up with some ice and poured it over ice in a, in a nice tumbler. And it tastes like, I don't know, it tastes like I want to go mow a lawn or something. The time will come. So, yeah, that's what we're drinking. Yeah. The F. Scott. So everyone went out and got all of that stuff, and they're yeah. making it, and it's delicious. And uh, You're staring fondly at your bottle of Brooklyn Gin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm staring fondly at new acquisitions of books. You like that turn? I did. I like <laughs> that a lot. Okay, what what do you got? Well, I um, I picked up an audio book, which really means I just downloaded it. Sure. So I got uh, Sarah Baum's Spill, Simmer, Falter, Wither. Whoa. Which is an awesome title. That's a great title. What is what is that what is that book about? It's about an old uh, man who adopts a dog. He's got one eye and uh, the dog, not the man. The man has both of his eyes. Okay. And um, I can't really tell what's going on yet. I'm only an hour in, but I'm excited. I haven't read anything else about it. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Great uh, narrator. Nice. Hmm. What'd you buy? Uh, I picked up a copy of High Rise by J.G. Ballard. Oh, um, that's going to be the yeah Tom movie. Hiddleston, right? Mm-hmm. Is playing. He's playing the building. He's playing the high rise. He is. He is. Tom Hiddleston is the high rise. Um, you know, it looks like a, a fun uh, dystopia riff. He uh, J.G. Ballard is. He's famous for Crash, correct? Yes. The book about people who enjoy. 
Yes. Car crashes sexually. Um, he also wrote Empire of the Sun. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. A very varied author. Mm. I've actually never read any of his stuff. I'm very excited. I'm only familiar with him because of his uh, film adaptations. But this one, I've heard, I've heard okay things about the film, but it made me think, since I'm absolutely going to see it, that I'd like to read the novel first. Um, and I'm barely into it, but it opens with the main character uh, cooking a dog on a grill in like the aftermath of some sort of crazy stuff in this high rise. So I was like, well, okay. I'm having like a physical reaction. Yeah, no, I was pretty uncomfortable with it myself, but also I was like, it's a, it's a hell of a way to start your book. Well, maybe I won't read that one. Yeah. That's, you know, that's fair. Um, and maybe I won't see that movie if that seems, (laughs) it'd be hard to watch. Yeah. Um, speaking of animals that we'd like to keep alive, no it's too hard that too, was no it was, it was good it was good I, I was gonna let you do it i just wanted to hear how long you would call <laughs> lots of things happened in the uh semifinals yeah we're we're and one half of the final yeah uh i don't know let's get into it yeah i guess um let's pick up where where we left off at, on the left side of the bracket right is that right where we and, been? and turner house yeah yeah everyone's just like this is just too good to ignore yeah and uh we yeah. couldn't be happier for angela yeah it's kind of amazing to yeah i'm just glad that everyone is seeing how awesome this book is because i feel like it might have missed a little bit of the audience because it didn't win the national book award and mm-hmm. i wonder if this would bring is going to bring in a lot of new readers i hope so i hope so too um uh and you know it beat out Basil the republic the strange the the, the dark unfortunate horse cinderella the dark story bat. of this tournament i i know you didn't like it very much well i think to there's always one it, like whether or not you're rooting for it i think there's always one it was like the, the designy entry there's always one well i wasn't even gonna say that. i was thinking more of like the the dark horse that like nobody quite expects or can figure out how it keeps winning. Mm. Um, lightning rods. I feel like the Helen DeWitt a couple of years ago, the Sheila Hetty, how should a person be oh, where okay. like it caught sort of the right edge each time. And I think it's a really fascinating book. I actually feel like it would do well uh, to be read slowly with the sections broken up by other things. Interesting. Um, and read more like maybe like a short story collection. So I, now that I know what the mysteries are and they're all solved in some way, I feel like I can find the connections a little better a second time through. You know, that was something that uh, came up in that came up in the comments a lot uh, this time around. The idea of rereading something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big rereader. I'm not either. There. Are, uh, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is maybe this is reading comprehension. Yo, what did you read? And where did you read it? Did you like the book? Would you ever reread it? Then the word sink in. Do you have a question? Did you understand? What's your comprehension? Reading comprehension. Reading comprehension. Um, do you feel bad that you don't reread? No. Largely because I'm I'm still deriving pleasure from totally new untouched experiences Mm -hmm. um that having been said there are books that i have reread 
it's very rare that I reread something within like a year or two of having read it the first time. Sure. Alex Kleeman's book, uh, ta Coates's book, Fates and Furies, Night Film, I think are the only books that I've read since getting out of college that I read a second time within a year of having read it the first time. That's more than me. Um, the only one I've reread and for a long time is, um, in like the same time period was the secret history. Oh, interesting. Donna Tartt's incredible novel. Um, but I like, I'm thinking right now about wanting to reread, um, his dark materials, the trilogy. Yeah. Which I haven't read since high school and and I would love to, I'd love to revisit Harry Potter actually. Yeah. So I, 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 I do actually feel guilty myself that I don't reread because I know that there's such a big part of knowing a book is to reread it. Um, and you get so much deeper into things and you find new things when you reread. Well, but I think also rereading can, um, it can tarnish a book. It can. Like look at what happened to a little life. You know, if oh, in that judgment, in that judgment, if he had been reading a little life the first time around, I am sure it would have won. But mm. in rereading it, it and it didn't hold up in the same way. Mm. Speaking of a little life, oh yeah, Tsar, yeah, saw the the Tsar of love and techno. Sort of struck th- down a little life. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a little life. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, it, a bigger novel, though. I mean, it, it covers much more than a little life does with much fewer pages. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled. I think that Anthony Mara is an outstanding novelist. Right. Um, this one and A Constellation of Vita Phenomena, both uh, dealing with Chechnya in some way. Yeah, um, I feel like they're very much related to each other. I think that the more you read Anthony Mara, the the bigger your picture of these these areas are. I'd be curious, um, actually, to reread Constellation, having read Czar. Yeah, it does give a nice context to that whole world of yeah. other things that are going on, and and maybe some of the repercussions of what he's discussing in in Constellation. I've been I've been noticing people in the comments talk about that, and and certain. Uh, tiny subsets of the commentary are people who like know their post-soviet politics and like i i nearly went down that road professionally coming out of college um so like reading those i was like oh yeah i know what's going on here i get this yeah but to like to see um from a standpoint of knowing next to nothing about that region like to watch it open out through the work of a single author is really cool yeah, and it's interesting. We there was a good conversation in the comments about believability. Uh, that sort mm-hmm. of like sort of a, a theme that I feel like is in the comments every time. Um, but it, we kind of got into it. Yeah, and there was an interesting thing of like a little life. Um, people couldn't believe parts of it, and some of it is because um, you don't feel like you believe uh, Jude's response to his social response to his trauma. Right. Um, and that's what that judge was was ha- finding fault with. Um, but then I also don't know anything about Russia. So I don't know if these facts are true or not, like the, the facts of the war and, and, and how things were. Right. Uh, but it seemed true. And and someone else was asking, like, is that part of your believability issue for a book? Is, is if these facts are actually true? Yeah. I don't I, I think that uh, if unless a book tells me otherwise, 
if via other clues, I'm going to believe some of the things I read in books to the point where I need to do a little bit of back research just to, to square it away. That's interesting. Um, I feel like I've read two books recently where history has been presented. It's um, Cesar Ira's uh, episode in the life of a landscape painter and Alvaro Enrique's sudden death mm-hmm. where history is presented, but his like the history that is being presented in some ways diverges from actual history, not enough to sort of like where it is becoming like an alternate truly fictional. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, it's it. enough that it's sort of like, well, these people were probably here doing this and I have to imagine that they would have talked like this. Yeah. Well, it speaks to that idea that, um, all popular fiction is is in some way science fiction or fantasy huh yeah that because like i you know you already have to believe in whatever part of reality is like oh yeah these people existed even though they didn't right and then when you get into historical or geographical things you have to believe like that's the world even if it's not or it is yeah Ah, i really like that idea man i do too and it, I think it's, I think the idea is sort of designed to bring more people into reading fantasy and sci- science fiction, which I sure. also believe more people should do. Yeah. That idea that no matter what you pick up, you're having to do the work of building the world because exactly. there's no way that it can actually be. And Anthony Mara is just <sighs> king of world building. Yeah. So it's going to be. I, I have no idea uh, what is going to go on for Tsar. I mean... Because it goes up against the sellout. Yeah. And that is going to be really... Being judged by a very insightful reader, friend of the show, former Rooster competitor, Jeff Vandermeer. Right. Um, who was in the... Um, he was in the tournament last year with Annihilation. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's a translator. He's an editor. He's a writer. I think he's, um, I could see him going for either one of these books and like justifying it really strongly against the other one. Mm-hmm. I think there's reasons to choose either one for him. Yeah. But which one do you feel like is going to move forward? I think he's going to end up picking Czar. I think Czar is the actual Cinderella story of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Um, yeah. Not that the Tsar is the Cinder- isn't the Cinder- Cinderella story, but I believe the sellout's going to win. Um, but I think that also, even if the sellout doesn't win this fight, mm-hmm. I believe it's zombies. I will agree with that. Um, so People have I, been very passionate about that book. Very much, to the point where I really think people clicked on it and chose it. Yeah. It's interesting when you think about the zombie and, and what it is for the tournament. It's a huge part of it. Yeah, and, and a there's lot been of a little pushback are... recently, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't get on board with. I see where people are coming from because a they want more time to read the the short list, mm-hmm. but b you know it would be it, there. Yes, it'd be fun to like have every book come back into contention, but unfortunately, the thing only lasts a month. And right, and people feel like there's there's some sort of undue weight on the zombies, like coming in where they are. Yeah. Um, but I I believe that it's it's partially designed because this is an internet commentary award. Right. That it sort of it says which one of these books has most people read. Yeah. And says like who 
can we bring them back into the fold if they get if these books like don't make it right it's not necessarily about like once you've read all 16 17 18 books depending on the year Mm -hmm. that like you're choosing your favorite out of those it's like no i read three of these yeah or like i'm not even going to follow the tournament but i really loved this book and i'm going to go vote for it it's the book that like has caught the popular consciousness right like i follow powell's so i'll click on their little poll thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think it's a i think it's useful in that way that it it brings it it up this thing that a lot of people are going to have commentary on and it's it's especially stark when you look at this last Friday of comments. Yeah, which I don't even think broke a hundred at this point. Um, and and it's that just shows that there's a a little bit less to say at this point about these books. So why don't we? So it seems like we both believe that the sellout is going to make it to pretty far. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to make it to the final. Um, final two. Would you agree? Yes. I think... So, So. Uh, here, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen, and then you tell me what you think is going to happen, and then, listeners, you, you can t- argue with us about yeah. it. Who do you agree with? I think Czar wins against the sellout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the sellout surprises everybody... And zombies over a little life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Faith and Furies is still a lock for zombie. That might be wishful thinking, but also I think that that book. I believe this is so far. I, I completely agree with you. So I think then, uh, because if I if I consult the uh, guidebook of rules mm-hmm. and arcana of the tournament, um, they try to avoid a book matching up against a book it's previously gone up against in a zombie round, mm-hmm. unless that cannot be avoided, like in uh the the goon squad year huh yeah i um, forgot that that happened but so it will go up against turner house mm-hmm. uh the turner house sadly will uh say goodbye mm-hmm. um but i think quite happily i think that the um the turner family will will wave the sellout on and be cheering as it heads down the path to the finals mm-hmm. um and then on the flip side of the bracket, I think Fates and Furies uh, handily does away with Czar, not because of any fault of Czar, but I think uh, Fates and Furies will just have the stronger visceral response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it ends up being a Fates and Furies sellout final. And I think it's not as close as I would want it to be, but I think it's, it's not a blowout win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the sellout ends up taking well, taking the cock. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, I believe also in a lot of the things that you said, except for I believe Turner House will beat the sellout. Ooh. Um, I, and then I also believe that Tsar will beat Fates and Furies, putting Tsar and Turner House in the final. Interesting. And then I believe that Turner House will win. I'd be very happy with that. I would be too. I feel like uh, that would be a strange thing for Angela Flournoy, who's told us that she's friends with Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do think that that would be neat to see that in the... Because in the, that conversation would be great. Yes. Um, and 
And I think any of these would be great. I think it's made for a really, really interesting final this year. It's a very strong final this year. Okay, so do you want to you want to put a bet down? I'm intrigued. Go on. I just, you know, I I believe the Turner House is going to win it all. Yeah. You believe? I believe the sellout will come out above. Uh, so I say whoever loses uh, buys the other a book of their choosing. Oh yeah. Very good. What if both of us lose? Then we both have to buy each other a book. All right, that works. It's almost better. <laughs> Come on, Fates and Furies. <laughs> uh, before we go, should we leave everybody with a recommendation? Something they can read while they're waiting for Thursday's Judgment? Yeah, uh, that sounds like a good idea. What are you going to recommend? Um, I'm going to recommend the first book in a sort of punchy urban fantasy mystery series um blackbirds by chuck wendig oh uh it's the first yes. in his miriam black series she is a foul-mouthed sassy um sort of she's not she's an unintentional detective because she can touch people and find out how they're going to die so like when she touches you she sees how you're gonna die um and she sort of uses that to her advantage for a while to sort of like grift people um, but then she gets caught up in a murder when she sees, uh, she touches this guy and at the moment of his death, he sees her and is like Miriam. And so all of a sudden she's implicated, uh, and it sort of spins into this weird further paranormal, very fast, very punchy mystery. I've consumed all three books that have come out so far. Wow. That's really cool. It's really fun. How about you? Um, I'm going to recommend actually one of the uh, architects of the tournaments book. Oh, yeah? Um, Rosecrans Baldwin's Paris, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. Oh, nice. It's such a great memoir about just the couple years he was at an agent, I, I believe an ad agency yep. or, uh, in Paris. Nice. Um, one of the uh, revelations waiting for you in there is how much frozen food parisians eat <laughs> so so we're just we're gonna be sitting here literally right here until thursday yeah just refreshing just, just refreshing yeah. refreshing just waiting um and we will be back to talk about the tournament one last time yeah we'll uh we'll let it sit for a hot second let everybody digest come to terms mm -hmm. with their grief or their joy and then maybe we'll be able to convince uh, Will Chancellor, former uh, combatant himself, to come and talk about what happened this year. Yeah. We'll uh, make some other predictions. We'll talk about book stuff. We'll drink you know, more gin. As we do. Yep. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. 